Hello and welcome back to the Church of Jesus Christ study session with Come Follow Me. I'm your host Matthew Roberts, this is Series 3, Episode 166 of this Daily Study Podcast. Thank you very much for joining us once again today as we continue our study of the Come Follow Me materials covering June the 7th to June the 13th in Doctrine and Covenants Section 63. We'll continue uh, Section 63 today uh, into uh, the verses after what we looked at yesterday. Starting in verse 48, where it says, He that sendeth up treasures unto the land of Zion shall receive an inheritance in this world, and his work shall follow him, and also a reward in the world to come. Now this reward in the world to come, uh, we, we can pretty much hint uh, or guess at what that is, uh, with it being eternal life. Um, however, what I'm in particularly interested in is what it says about receiving an inheritance in this world. So the Lord is promising this people that if they send up their surplus, if they send up their material things to the land of Zion for the purposes of building up Zion, uh, they obviously will receive eternal life, but they'll also receive an, an inheritance in this world. Now, if you look at the footnotes to that, there's a, there's a number of Doctrine and Covenants scriptures linked to it, about five or so. And um, they all say very similar things. They say... Um, in Doctrine and Covenants 25, verse 2, A revelation I give unto you concerning my will, and if thou art faithful and walk in the paths of virtue before me, I will preserve thy life, and thou shalt receive an inheritance in Zion. Uh, again, in Doctrine and Covenants 64, 30, that it says that they may obtain an inheritance in the land of Zion. Um, it seems to be that all of the, uh, the links to this, and then in verse uh, section 50, uh, 85, verse 7, it says, it is the duty of the Lord's clerk, whom he has appointed to keep a history and a general church record of all things that transpire in Zion and of all those who consecrate properties and receive inheritances legally from the bishop. So it's about receiving inheritance, but it's not about receiving inheritance from you know your parents or, or for whoever you receive an inheritance from. It's about receiving an inheritance or a... Um, a, not a gift, but some, something that is given to you from previous actions in Zion. And I think that's, a, you know, an important point to make, that this is, you know, the principle behind that. That these people were promised and were able to be promised these things because, of course, at this time, the Lord was aiming for a law of common, uh, of all, having all things common. And so if they were to provide you know, through covenant of their material wealth, then they would receive an inheritance. They would receive what they what they were given or what they had given and whatever their family needed, they would receive that much. Um, and so it's um, just an indication here of what the Lord is trying to prepare them for in the land of Zion. Um, so that is a great promise there. But then... In verse 49, we get a little bit more about the inheritance, um, you know, in the life after this. It says, Yea, and blessed are the dead that die in the Lord from henceforth when the Lord shall come and all things shall pass away and all things become new. They shall rise from the dead and not die after and shall receive an, an inheritance uh, before the Lord in the holy city. Um, so again, you know, we, we, we receive an, an inheritance in this life and one in the life hereafter. Of course, that inheritance may look different today or may be different for some people. 
because we are living the law. Of, uh, we are living the law of consecration, but we aren't living a a strict like a very financial um, law where we give all of our wealth and then we receive back you know that inheritance. But we do receive blessings for the things we do in this life, um, and those blessings are our inheritance from the Lord, and He is our Father. And so who who better to receive that inheritance from, uh, I suppose? Uh, I think that's uh, an important um, point to make there. Let me just um, share this verse as well. Um, about Because there's a few more things, actually, that the uh, the Lord says about preparing for the coming of this, the Saviour. He talks about how, when he does come, that um, people uh, will not die. <clears throat> for example, in fifty in verse fifty one it says, "Wherefore children shall grow up until they become old. Old men shall die, but they shall not sleep in the dust, but they shall be changed in the twinkling of an eye." And that's where we get this phrase from. It is this verse here about the twinkling of an eye? Um, and then it says in verse fifty three, "These things are the things that you must look for." And speaking after the manner of the Lord, they are now nigh at hand, and in a time to come, even in the day of the coming of the Son of Man. So again, we get this phrase that it is nigh at hand, uh, even though, you know, we've still got, or we've had 180 odd years. And again, time is, is different for the Lord. A day in his life is many years and hours. Um, and so, you know, that is an important thing. And again, it's just, imp it's important to remember that the day of the Lord is nigh, whether that's his actual second coming is soon at hand, or whether it is the time that we shall meet him ourselves. Um, and then in verse 54, it says, And until that hour there shall be, there will be foolish virgins among the wise, and at that hour cometh an entire separation from the righteous and the wicked. Um, we need to remember the parable of the ten virgins. It's a great illustration, really, of how we need to prepare and how we can be prepared uh, for the coming of the Lord. Um, and to finish today, I want to have a look at verse 55, uh, because I think it's a particularly interesting moment here as well. It says, And now, behold, verily I say unto you, I, the Lord, am not pleased with my servant Sigmi Rigdom. He exalted himself in his heart, and received not counsel, but grieved the Spirit. And then in verse 56 it says, Wherefore his writing is not acceptable unto the Lord, and he shall make another. And if the Lord receive it not, behold, he standeth no longer in the office to which I have appointed him. Now, I am not 100% sure uh, what writing is being spoken of here. But clearly, what something has happened where Sidney Rigdon <coughs> was prideful about something, and he did something because of his pride, um, perhaps leaning on his his worldly experience as a preacher or or his his own intelligence. Um, he has written something. Whether he was meant to write it or not, I'm not sure. But he has written something um, for the Lord or for the church or for directing the church in some way, perhaps, um, and. The Lord is not happy with it. Now, again, we need to remember the context of this. This isn't, you know, the voice of the Lord, you know, God's voice booming out of the heavens, speaking the, these things to, to seek the victim and him listening and seeing that it is, you know, from heaven, from God's own voice and therefore going to repent. This is coming from Joseph Smith, through the prophet Joseph Smith to seek the victim. And so many times, you know, you have people say, oh, yeah, Joseph Smith was hoodwinking these people. Sidney Reagan was a very intelligent person. 
Um, he had a lot of experience, a lot of understanding and, and great uh, skills and expertise in speaking. Um, I mean, he spoke for many hours at a time in some cases and in, and in writing as well. Now, <clears throat> for Joseph Smith to, to say these words to Sidney Rigdon, he either is inspired of God and has, and has received great inspiration to do so, um, and he must have been speaking with it with such power of the spirit for Sidney Rigdon to receive these words from Joseph and take them to heart and, and, and to actually repent. Um, because Joseph Smith was not, you know, it, it, um, in this uh, well-educated uh, and um, or a great orator by trade. You know, he, he was a farmhand. He was a farm boy at the end of the day. And his education, whilst he had some, was nowhere near, you know, what Sidney Rigdon had. And so for Sidney Rigdon to, to feel that spirit and to, you know, know that it's come from the Lord must have been an experience to, to have beheld. Uh, and so let's just remember that, uh, you know, this is the Lord and he is speaking through his prophets. These are his words, not the words of the prophets, but the words of the Lord, as it said in the preface in Doctrine and Covenants section 1. Thank you very much for listening to this study today. We'll uh, finish this section off to, uh, tomorrow. Uh, please do continue to follow the podcast on all the usual platforms. Um, you can email ldsstudysession at gmail.com uh, and you can also join the Facebook group Church of Jesus Christ Study Session with Come Follow Me. Thank you very much for your time and until we meet again.